Hello everyone, Wayne Holtz here. Just a little note to say that this episode was recorded before the snowstorms that happened recently in Texas. My heart goes out to everyone that suffered and um, a little joke about winter weather um, was in no way meant to make light of the situation that we all just went through. Uh, So sending my love to everyone in Texas and beyond. Please enjoy the episode. gives you time to think. Welcome back to the Wayne Holtz podcast. I hope everyone's been doing well in the world. You know, through times of struggle, you never know where what you're going to find within yourself. And I know I've found a lot, which we will dive into throughout the upcoming episodes. We've got a lot of great guests coming up and I'm excited today to be joined by a very cool life coach, actor, activist, singer, songwriter, who has led quite an interesting life and a compelling one before and after his days as Billy on School of Rock. Let's welcome host of the Gay Life Coach podcast, Mr. Brian Faludo. How are you doing, sir? Hello. Thank you for having me. Hi, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I love that. Um, what is your setting for today? Where, where are you lounging? What are you drinking? I just boiled myself some um, green tea, and um, I am at home. I worked with clients all morning, so I have this, and then I have a little bit of a late afternoon to unwind, and then I'm back with clients this evening. <laughs> I love that. And so have you been doing um, your life coaching um, all during the pandemic and while you've been at home? Yeah, yeah. Um as you mentioned, I have a bit of a multi-hyphenated lane that I'm in. Um, <laughs> which, this, which I love. <laughs> this uh, this year has been a really uh, good year for focusing on, on exactly what it is I want my coaching business to look like and how, I can, how can I expand on it and how can I make myself of, of most service to people during this these weird times that we're in. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I'm still... I do spend a lot of my time also, you know, writing music and I'm, I'm preparing some stuff for a new album and, and yeah, just trying to juggle as many things as possible at once. Like we all are. <laughs> I love that. And you know, a multi hyphenated bio, I can very much relate. And I think it's actually a great thing. I mean, hopefully, um, everyone in their life um, gets to that space where they have all the hyphens, you know, where they've gotten to try <laughs> lots of pursuits and do lots of different things. And you say you're working on your next album, your, which is very cool because you're fresh off the heels of the success of your latest song and video, God Loves Me Too, which was very well done, I must say. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're, you're very welcome. And how has the reception been for you from that? 
it's been a cool year. So, you know, it's a year where, well, no, it hasn't. It's been a, we all know it's been a terrible year, but um, <laughs> it's been a cool year as, as far as bringing this project around because, you know, the music industry is much different right now than it's ever been. Um, you know, I don't get to perform live anymore, but um, when COVID hit, I luckily in my back pocket had this music video that I had actually just finished um, piecing together you know, leading up to COVID. So, um, and it's this song, uh, for those who don't know, the genre of music that I call my music is called gay country. Um, and so, (laughs) and so this song is, you know, it's a country song. It's a little bit more in like the pop anthem world. Actually, it's very like hello world by lady antebellum. If anyone, lady a actually, if anyone's, um, familiar with that song, but, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a song about my experience growing up gay in church. And I wrote it just as a story song about my experience. But it ended up, um, as soon as I put it onto paper, I kind of realized that it was a message that a kid sitting in church somewhere might need to hear one day. So um, this year has been really about like how um, how much can we get this story out to that kid and, and um who is this going to resonate with and and that kind of thing, which has brought me into this whole world of like queer spirituality, queer Christianity, queer, whatever religion you want to, um, you want to fill in the blank with. And yeah, so it's just been, which is not really my world, you know, I'm just a songwriter telling my own stories and the song just happens to be in that world. So it's, um, yeah, it's been an interesting year. You're speaking from your, from your past and your, you know, your, your truth, because, uh, you know, you are spoke of the, you know, the child that might need to hear that song. And I can definitely relate, um, because that's something that I also, as someone that grew up in a church, I, you know, when you say that, when someone says the church, I, I, for some reason think of, you know, maybe a Catholic church or something specific, but you know, a church in general, you know, uh, doesn't, isn't you know sometimes the most fun place for a gay kid so it's really cool to have people like you being those you know faces and voices for for young people to look up to i'm actually i actually put out a a country album myself uh last year and yeah it's it's very gay and i love it (laughs) i forgot to add jesus oh no i did say something about the lord didn't i I i forgot about that but um yeah, so which I love, love mending those two worlds and mixing those two worlds because there's so much queerness and gayness in the church and in the country world and everywhere. Yeah, country music is all about stories, and there are so many beautiful LGBTQ storylines that need to be shared. So um, I'm loving this little underground country music movement that's happening where LGBTQ voices are being elevated, and I think it's just a matter of time before all these storytellers break into the mainstream let them pop up why not you know what i mean um let's get some more female voices in there let's get some more queer gay voices and everyone let's just expand the horizons you know i always say um i'm gonna write whatever music i'm in the mood for period so it doesn't matter the genre really um you know we can all we can all access everything um and you know the you working in the music field and um and using other parts of your life to help with, you know, bringing awareness to just um, what it's like to get to know yourself as a gay person and what it was like to not know yourself um, when you were younger. And you talked a lot about that on different interviews and your podcast. And is that kind of, what is the, what would you say is the goal of your podcast, which is the Gay Life Coach podcast? Is that part of the initiative? 
Yeah, my goal is to make mindfulness conversation more accessible to the queer community. Um, up until this past year, I think that a lot of us were avoiding ourselves. Um, you know, I, I, I say that. <laughs> I say that because, you know, I kind of did that right out of the gate when I came out. And I think um, I think I hit rock bottom enough early, early on enough as a result of, like, this spotlighted experience I had as a queer kid, you know, I think that my experience is a little bit amplified. And so I, when I did come out, I did do that thing where I avoid myself and I, I sort of find myself in the community, right. Or the clubs or all of a sudden we come out of the closet and we embrace this word pride. Right. But we don't actually have any sort of um, relationship with ourselves because we spent our whole lives being disconnected from ourselves. Right. So it's, um, they're healing work, healing work that needs to be done. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I did what everyone does when they come out of the closet. Not everyone, but you know, I came out and I, I, I dove into the scene and I found my, I found myself trying to find validation in all these like toxic relationships and these, just a lot of self-sabotaging, self-defeating, self-limiting narratives that I was, um, that I was living by. Um, and then I kind of, I realized that I was playing the victim in a lot of this and I, I decided to take responsibility for my own happiness. And um, that that involves taking a good look at yourself and seeing what's actually going on beneath the surface, which is painful. But on the other side of that is this like real authentic knowing of who you are and bringing that to the table every day and showing up in this in this way where you can connect more genuinely. Um, and so I I do think this past year has had a lot of bad things, but I also think members within well, throughout all communities um we've had to ask ourselves questions we've never asked ourselves before you know um there isn't a bar we can escape to or a club we can escape to at night so we're we're forced to sort of sit with ourselves and it's that's part of the healing process and so my goal is to is anyone who's looking for the resources that lead to empowerment or lead to um changing these narratives or the stories that we're telling ourselves um i want to make that you know, I'm young and I have a coaching certification and, you know, people might know me from my child actor days. So my goal is to just like be that reference that they might, they might need because I, uh, I don't think there's that many options for it, you know? Yes, I, I totally agree. And uh, on many points that you just said, and, you know, getting to know yourself over this past year, you know, um, whether you're stuck in the house alone or with a roommate or with, um, you know, your few kids uh, being cut off from the outside world is really kind of pushed to the surface, the things that are important and and such. And um, you uh, speak of kind of like the, um, I, I don't want to say or directly say negative or just you know the time you had after when you did come out um and i think it's actually cool to also hear you talk about you know the more fun side the the great parts of you coming out afterwards you know what i mean um i feel because i know you went through a lot after um your acting days in school of rock and kind of being i don't want to say forced out of the closet but just given that label before you're ready for it and and stuff like that, but how the day's been like since you have become a little bit more comfortable with yourself and in that journey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, my story out there as far is out there as far as like after school of rockers that there was a lot of like um just just stuff I don't think an eleven year old should have to like figure out, you know, necessarily. I think that um a lot of self discovery wasn't really 
left open to question because there was so much sort of put onto me because I think society, when they see something that's different, they just want to label it and box it up so that they can understand it, right? So, um, and so, yeah, so I was just like the subject of that. But since I've sort of started this work where I question all these constructs I put on myself over the years, and I realize that there's really no wrong way to live a life because my life has never happened, right? So mm. I get to the, I get to call the shots and I get to... I get to do what I want, essentially, you know, by um, under, understanding why different parts of me exist and not necessarily rejecting them like I've done in the past, but having a loving relationship with all these different aspects of who I am and um, embracing them, really, and sort of knowing all that's there and getting to make the choice of which voice to listen to or which um, uh, which which person to be that day, knowing that there's really no arrival point in the discovery of self, right? Like, I think that the goal actually is to remain a malleable human being so that you can sort of always be open to learning more about yourself, given the circumstances you're in or given the people you're interacting with. Um, Yeah, um, I think there was a lot of damage done to me by this. This, this box I was put in. And so my work these days is to just both personally and with other people is to just how much, how much can you be yourself? How much can you love yourself? Like let's really go there with those questions, you know? I love that. And I know you definitely went there recently with your guest, uh, Matthew Bennett on your podcast, who is a, a very interesting British gentleman, and um, we'll get into what he does after the break. You never know who'll show up to the Wayne Holtz podcast. Really happy to be here on your podcast. Thank you. Rock goddess Nina Diaz. You know, first of all, it begins with having the passion, having the passion for the music. TV host, author. And a judge on RuPaul's Drag Racing, don't forget that. Of course, Ross. And celebrity big brother contestant, Ross Matthews. When you reached out to me and asked if I'd be on your podcast, it was a no-brainer. I love people who create and contribute, and that is you. It is so nice to talk to you. Cool conversations with people we want to know more about. Hey guys, this is Chris Booker, and you're listening to the Wayne Holds Podcast. This is J.D. Sampson, and you're listening to the Wayne Holds Podcast. This is Perez Hilton, and you are listening to the Wayne Holds Podcast. Listen to the Wayne Holds Podcast free now on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and at thewayneholds.com. Yes, welcome back to the Wayne Holtz Podcast. We are hanging out with Brian Faldugo. We were just talking about one of your recent podcast guests. Um, your podcast is the Gay Life Coach Podcast. You had on Matthew Bennett. Why don't you give us a brief description of what Matthew does? Yeah, I mean, the podcast in general has been such a wild ride. I started it because I was asked to start it by this like media company, and then COVID hit, and they kind of dropped the podcast before it even started because of like budget cuts and stuff that, you know, all the things that happened when COVID hit. And so then I just started to do the podcast on my own anyway, because we had already started it. And it, it's been such a, an awesome tool for learning about myself because um, the podcast is supposed to be a resource for other people for making mindfulness conversation accessible. But 
through anyone who listens to the podcast can bear witness to the fact that I'm very much learning along the way too. You know, we're I'm learning things about myself, but I'm also tackling topics that maybe I don't know about, and I'm I'm asking questions about them so that I can, you know, enter that uncomfortable place where I learn about things that maybe I don't know that much about. You know, it's um it's been a real wild ride, and Matthew Bennett's episode was an example of that. In that, I've always been a really like kinky person. Um, and within my brand, I've never really felt a place to speak about that just because, you know, I'm a life coach and, and my work isn't always about me and my songwriting is, but I'm not going to write a song about how kinky I am. I mean, maybe I will. Who knows? But like, <laughs> Why um, not? <laughs> right. Um, and so my, my work is more about like my clients, right? So the podcast has been a cool outlet to like bring on a guest like Matthew, who is a kink coach and talk about you know, sort of the bridging of those worlds and what people can learn about themselves through their niche interests. Um, and I think it all comes down, it comes back to self-acceptance and self-love, right? Because there's these, on top of coming out, then I have to address all these other things inside of me that I learned over the years where things they should be ashamed of. This is oh, really God. niche sexual interest. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I don't I, I mean to laugh, but I just like it's it's funny, just like thinking about like as we get older, we're learning new things that we need to be ashamed of about ourselves. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, no, it's crazy. You know, it's like even uh, no one talked about gay sex when I was younger, right? So they weren't even talking about the most common form of gay sex. Never mind the weird things I was into on top of that. You know what I mean? So it's like I felt so. I felt there was like there was something so wrong with what was going through my mind that I would never be able to be open about it, right? And then you grow up and you realize that it's actually like the world's your oyster as far as as what's going on. And odds are if something's going through your mind, it's going through someone else's mind too, right? And so I'm just trying to I'm trying to give myself more freedom to talk about really openly what it is that I'm into. And Matthew has has been a great help with that because I've worked with him as a coach and I've had him on the podcast. Um, and yeah, he's the real inspiration for that kind of thing. And remind me how you two connected. Well, we're both members of the Gay Coaches Alliance, <laughs> which oh, is thing, believe it or not. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, yeah, I just saw that he's a king coach, and I was like, I'm a coach, and I'm kinky, so I just gave him a little call. I love that. I mean, listen, use your resources, am I right? Right. <laughs> And how has that life been during quarantine? I mean, I, I I feel like the digital sphere has erupted when it comes to, you know, sexual encounters and the way people are communicating. But um, I've heard that Grinder is still pretty lit at the moment, so I don't know. But I don't know. I'm not. On, are you on? I don't know. I am um, not. No. Is, is, oh yeah. I don't. Know. Are you asking what my dating life is like? Oh yeah. Sorry. I guess that was a roundabout question. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh it I mean it's pretty stale. Like uh you, um I have relationships with people who are keeping me company within my pod during this time. So that's uh that's that's the most I'll disclose of this this time I suppose. But um I love that. Yeah, I mean it's just a weird it's just a weird time. I think that you know, one day I'm moving and grooving and going with the flow and riding the waves at this weird year we're in and then the next day i'm like why is my life just spinning in circles and like you know i think i think we're all on this weird this is an unprecedented time it's never been done before so i think that we're all just dealing with 
with shockwave after shockwave of, of what that brings up in us, essentially, you know? Very true. And the mental shift is very real with everyone. And I'm hoping that a lot of, you know, little um, corridors and channels in people's minds have been unlocked because uh it's kind of like a you know the pandemic and everything that happened as a result of it were it, it seemed unreal enough that it kind of broke i feel like the um boundaries of reality when it came to a lot of people so you know let's see what happens in the in the future and are you where I love that yeah where are you located i'm sorry in new york I'm in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah. yes, yes. I love that. Oh my god. What is the what is the city <laughs> what is the city like today? Is it snowy? No, it's not snowing. I haven't been outside yet, but I am going for a walk after this. <laughs> okay. I um, it's uh it's pretty nice today. The sun was shining. It snowed last night. Um I was awakened by a snow plow. So that's how I knew. I love that. You know, um i'm in texas i'm in san antonio texas and but i've been there for a a snowstorm or two and i always say like you know texas weather is it can definitely be a little sketchy but like if you've been through a winter in new york like you can get through a lot you know um and yes i'm here in san antonio oh go ahead Uh, no go ahead I was just going to say that I'm here in San Antonio, um, which is where I met Colin Miller, who uh, connected us, who is a, a great oh, individual. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. What, what, yeah. Were, what were you saying? I was going to say uh, New York City winters have sort of been the vein of my existence in the past. I've, I've escaped them for three years in a row, actually. I went to L.A. for two winters, and then last winter I was in Nashville. This is actually my first winter staying put for a while, which is so funny to me because it's also the bleakest winter that's like existed in new york city since like 1919 so it's um it's it's funny that i chose to stick around but whatever <laughs> you like you really wanted to get the new york winter in like might as well yeah, might I as really well do it right to, i wanted to test myself i guess have you and so um with all this alone time have you been writing a lot of music oh man so much i don't even know what to do with it all i have like I have four albums that I, like, could make. Um, I chose a collection of songs that feel like they fit well together. And at the moment, I'm I'm shopping it around to different producers and just trying to see who's the best fit to work with and bring it to life, essentially. I love that. And do you think you're going to stay in the same feel of, of music? Um, are we going to get, like... Can we expect a Brian dance hit one day, which I would live for? <laughs> so the album that I kind of put together is, it's very unlike me, actually, because a lot of my music is fairly introspective. But uh, over the past year, especially while I was in Nashville, I wrote um, I wrote a ton of just, like, bops that are so fun. Um, and... I'm going to release them together. And I think we're going to call the album gay country and it's just going to, no one's ever going to wonder what gay country is anymore. (laughs) The goal is to to solve that question. That's the goal of this album is to answer that question. Um, Throw that, throw that rainbow, throw the whole rainbow cowboy hat at them, girl. Yeah. It's going to have all the, is that Shania Twain? Oh no, it's just Brian Feldudo vibes. that can have. (laughs) And and he looks just as good in a leopard cat suit, okay? Um, debatable, but we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll try it out. 
I love that. And who, um, I know you are, you enjoy Casey Musgraves, but um, educate me, who are some of the gay and queer country artists out there right now? Give us a few suggestions if you have any on the, off the top of your head. Absolutely. There's, um, well, there's the more mainstream names at the moment, which are like Brandon Carlisle, Lil Nas X, um, also the guy from Brothers Osborne just came out, TJ. Um, yes, I saw in that. that. Yeah, really exciting moment. He's now the only um, country music artist signed to a major label that identifies as LGBTQ, which is honestly just crazy that that's even a statistic. And then, um, you know, a really exciting moment for the industry, I think. Um, you know, there's, I, I call him the forefather of, of gay country. There's I Herndon. He was like the first to come out and sort of experience the wrath of that. Um, then, and then there's just a bunch of like underground names um, that are like slowly but surely gaining lots of traction. Um, uh, one of my favorites is Paisley Fields, who is a friend of mine and he actually has a co-write with me on this album. I'm, I'm shopping around and there's River Weston and um, other names, other names. Um, uh, that's all I can think of. I love that. Listen, but, that's, that's a great place to start. That's fantastic. And so everyone listening, make sure you're checking out those names. Brian's music is on Spotify. Brian Falduto, uh, F-A-L-D-U-T-O. And of course, while you're on there, you can um, check out my latest album, Evility by Wayne Holtz. Get all the gay country good eating you need y'all um <laughs> yes. yes so brian i have to ask do you, are you able to give us like one cute um jack black memory or story from back in the day yeah nothing but good stuff he's such a he's really what you see he's very wonderfully kind and energetic and wild um he's surprisingly professional um he he keeps in contact with most of the kids like to this day. He actually funded my music video that you watched. Um, and um, he really, he's just one of the most like truly kind celebrities. Um, uh, as far as like a specific memory, uh, my favorite is that, um, you know, my mom and I had arrived early to set one morning and we were just like sitting in the dining area eating. And there was just a bunch of crew members and, um, Jack Black just came over and, like, had breakfast with us, you know, um, before a major, like, film day for him. Um, and yeah, I don't think he felt like he had to. He honestly was just, like, like wanted to spend, like, um, wanted to spend, like, genuine time with, like, these people he was working with. And it was just, uh, I think my mom and I just felt really special, you know. It was early on in the filming process, and it was just a moment where we were like, oh, this guy's really, this guy's really nice, you know. I love that. I'm always here for a uh, genuine public figure and celebrity. And he seems like a just a nice, jolly, a little rambunctious guy in general. I I love it. And yeah, he's a blast. I love that. And I appreciate that. I appreciate your time, Brian. What a great um, addition to the Wayne Holtz podcast world, having Brian Falduto on. Can you tell us where we can find you on social media and if people want to reach out for life coaching or anything of the sort? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
my name, which you spelled out, is my Instagram handle. I also am on Instagram as the Gay Life Coach, which is a purely, you know, coaching mindfulness account. Um, if anyone identifies as a gay man, they should join the Gay Men's Mindfulness Collective on Facebook. That's where I launch all of my coaching programming. Um, I have all these fun new things that I'm doing this year to make this conversation more accessible, such as the Gay Men's Self-Help Book Club, um, which is a uh, book club ex- focused exclusively on the self-help genre and open to exclusively gay men so that we can have that conversation we've been avoiding with each other and with ourselves. And, um, and yeah, it's just, uh, it, people should come check those things out. And yeah, I really appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. And thank you for the hard and good work that you've been doing. Thanks. So I want everyone to check out Brian, check, make sure to listen to his podcast, the gay life coach podcast. Um, it's, it's a good deep dive guys. So check it out. Thanks, Brian. I hope you have a great day. You too. All right. Talk to you soon. And to everyone else, the Wayne Holt podcast will be back soon with all the goodies. I've got some good guests coming up from behind the camera and in front of the camera. So let's have a good time together. I hope everyone's having a lovely week. Hang out. Goodbye. This episode was produced and engineered by Dominic K. Trevino. When it comes to looks and smarts, I'll give you five out of five kisses. Every time I hear you mock, I wish that I can be your missus. Let me rise to the occasion, I'll photo you at the radio station in my head. One minute with Mark. You've been talking once you start to think I can't stop.